everybody. Welcome back for another episode of Coach My World. I am Renee Roberts and I am your therapeutic coach. Thank you guys for your continual downloading of the podcast and thank you for continuing to share it. And I want you to continue to share it. Continue to share the link to my website at IamReneeRoberts.com. You know that you can get private coaching sessions booked there as well as every episode of this podcast. You can also find me at Facebook and Instagram at IamReneeRoberts. And I want you guys, if you have not already, go ahead and join us on our Facebook family group, our Coach My World Facebook family group. You can go ahead and and just go ahead and ask to join. And it's easy. Just join. You don't have any questions to fill out to be a part of it. Yes. And of course, my ultimate goal is for each episode to be a therapeutic time of self-discovery, healing, and for progress for your life. So let's get our lives moving forward. Fam, I need you to tell me now, how are you feeling about your sexuality since the last episode? Do you have a greater understanding of what sexuality is? Are you able to embrace your sexuality fully? Or are you still a work in progress? Hmm? Well, whatever your answer is, I'm proud of you. I am so proud of you opening your heart and exploring what that looks like for you. Not for anyone else, but for you. I am proud of you for taking these uncomfortable steps to be the best version of you. You are super amazing. Make sure that you treat yourself to something good for making these bold steps on your healing and self-discovery journey. Now, I wanted to give you my commendations because I do have a bone to pick with you guys. Why are you not providing me with any hot topics, fam? Why are you making me do all the work with these hot topics? Maybe life has been hectic and maybe you haven't had a chance to get to the Facebook group page or to give me an email, send me an email. Maybe it hasn't been on your list of priorities. Maybe you have totally forgotten about the group. Okay, regardless of your reasonings, I want to encourage you, please get in the group and post those hot topics or get on your emails And give me a hot topic. Come on, help a sister out. And if you're not on social media, you can send those hot topics to coachmyworld at gmail.com. No excuses, please, and thank you. Okay, now, I've shared my heart, so now I can wholeheartedly get into this episode with you and this hot topic of sexism. Woohoo! All right, let me let me start here. I'm going to have to, let me start here. I, I, I've always been, since I was a kid, the type of girl that questioned why the female species is so underrated, so undervalued, underpaid, objectified, um, treated as property, treated as a second-class citizen, unnoticed, unappreciated. And my list can go on and on, but you get the point. And you may wonder, like, why, why, why are you, why are your thoughts like that, Renee? Why are you thinking like that? Where did this line of questioning infiltrate your heart? Like, at what point did you start feeling this way? Okay, I get it. I'm going to give you a little of my life's backdrop so you can understand, or at least to help you understand why I feel the way I feel, right? Okay, so... <laughs> 
from the age of five until I got married at the age of 18, actually until I left home at the age of 17. That's a whole nother podcast. All right. I was raised in a household full of strong, independent, outspoken and opinionated women that that definitely has its pros and cons. All right. All right. Just I'm going to leave that there. You have three generations of women or females living in the household. And the idea of men was this. Well, no, let me not say that because my mom does listen to this sometimes. Okay, let me just put it this way. We were just not in sync with societal norms. Okay. (laughs) I don't want you to think that the house was full of male hate because it wasn't. I have two younger brothers who were treated as princes in the home. And they were loved on and cared for by all of us. We all, those were my babies. But the queen... My Gami, we called her Gami. That was my maternal grandmother. So the three generations was, was my maternal grandmother, my mother, and myself. Uh, but Gami ruled and reigned, y'all. She wasn't perfect, but she held the house down. She could be a little bullyish, but she held the house down. My mom would assert her dominance at times, but, you know, my mom's kind of laid back. And um, she just pretty much let Gami run things. We discovered that this was the most peaceful way. This is how we were going to all live in harmony. Gami was a widow. Um, She worked hard to manage her home, her finances. She had a career in nursing. Uh, She actually was the one who set me down and showed me how to balance a checkbook. Uh, When she would get her monthly statements, we would sit at the table and she would have me check off the things that she was calling out of her checkbook register. She showed me how to keep a checkbook register. Most generations now don't know even what the heck that looks like with everything being online. Anyways, she taught me how to clip coupons, how to grocery shop. Um, I learned a little bit even about credit cards and, and what interest rates meant, right? She just taught me certain elements of independence as a female that society does not readily teach us. And unlike society, she never felt that a man was needed in order to live life fully, All right. So getting married, me, let's go back to me. I assumed everything was, you know, equivalent. Hey, you know, you got it. I got it. Um, We both can do it. You know, there's no higher or lower, larger or smaller, uh, big or little. But society started frowning on me big time, y'all. Now, mind you, I was married at 18. So, you know, I I was a little I was a little underdeveloped (laughs) and mature. And people would call me out of order. They would ask they would ask him who wore the pants, who's wearing the pants in this relationship. And which I hate that statement to this date, but you know, you just imagine any other sexist comment or dogma you can think of. I heard it. It was thrown at me. It was thrown at us as a couple. And in my eyes, I started feeling like I was the scarlet letter of wives. Yeah. I thought marriage honestly, should be a partnership, even back in those times. But society was demanding that I be this subservient uh, woman to my husband in order to be deemed a proper and suitable wife. My insides would always kick against that so hard, which, which made me act out. It made me behave in ways that were not healthy for the relationship, and they were definitely inappropriate and unacceptable. My voice was always heard. And even if my delivery was crap, I was still 
say what I needed to say. I was very confrontational and emotional at the same time. So I know you get the picture. You get the picture. Uh, let's just say a lot of my, our couple's friends, the husbands had a major issue with me. And many times they really second guessed me being friends with their wives. But anyways, so you see now why I think the way I think. And, and when it comes to how I feel about the treatment of women, why I am so passionate about it. I'm sure some of my male listeners have a lot to say about this. And I welcome your views. I'm not in this podcast here to dog any any sex. I, I want uh, men and women alike to have an open mind concerning this. But we cannot deny what exists we can't keep denying what exists. So men, some of my male listeners, I don't want to lose you. Drop some words to me in the Facebook group or email me. Let's set up a dialogue about this. I'm always down for a good conversation uh, as long as it's going to be healthy and as long as we are pushing understanding on both sides. But let me stay on topic. So after hearing all that, I hope it gives you better insight into why I'm so passionate about empowering women so the hot topic is sexism. Yes. What is sexism? Sexism is prejudice. It's stereotyping. It's discriminating typically against women on the basis of sex. It assumes that people of one sex are inherently inferior or superior to those of another. Now, although sexism isn't limited to women, some men fall in that category also, it primarily affects the female species. This is literally what women's suffrage, women's oppression, gender bias, and women's suppressions are embedded in. Listen, women have been suppressed since the fall of Adam and Eve, y'all. And even if you're listening and you don't believe in the Bible, let's just say we've been suppressed since the day we hit the earth, all right? And it ticks me off that theology likes to use the whole Adam and Eve scheme as a valid reason for how women are supposed to be like a model of how women are supposed to be treated and how they're supposed to be governed. This is steeped in our, this is so steeped in the foundation of our country, guys, which has produced a legacy of, of, male order and, and male dominance that women have had to fight since the day they were born. Let me, I'm going to build a case in this episode by just offering some historical facts about the struggle of women. And then I'm going to close it really nicely and really, but really strong. I got a strong closing statement. All right. So you guys are my jury. I want you to just listen and take this in. Did you know that women have been fighting for a legislative voice since 1878? 1878, guys. Now, just listen. This is going to make sense in a minute. It wasn't until 1920 that legislation finally put the 19th Amendment into effect, which finally granted women the right to vote. This means that since the inception of voting in America, which was in 1788, now mind you, in 1878, we started fighting. Some woman somewhere started fighting for a voice in legislation. And uh, legislation already had been active since 1788. That's almost 100 years, right? Women could not be a part of that democracy. We were totally disregarded as, as a human species. And of course, as a woman of color, 
I understand that it's it's double the disregard because black people as a whole we've had the we had to have the a, road, a voting right act implemented as recent as 1965 to enforce the rights for for black people to vote. So when women take office in our political sphere, I am so excited. This is why Vice President Kamala Kamala Harris is a big win for women of all races and a big win for the progression of America. Whether you agree with her views, all her views or not, this is a big win for us, guys. Well, ladies, (laughs) fam, even with this in place, though, Blacks are still being suppressed in their votes, but that's a whole nother discussion for another episode. Did you know that women could not open a bank account nor get a credit card without their husband's approval and signature? Hmm. This explains why so many people hid money in their mattresses and later in their bosoms. Uh, these are just my assumptions, guys. But it was it was really all about uh them seeking out their independence and autonomy as every human being has within them to do it's a part of our human development okay women could not play olympic games they couldn't buy athletic shoes for all of y'all women who love sneakers and nike's and the pumas and the you know whatever your your type of shoes uh, athletic sneaker you like these were all made for men honey and and because women were not allowed to have athletic careers, we I, I, and even our professional careers were limited to just things like being a secretary or a teacher, you know, uh, working for a man, all right, or working for our children. We couldn't get into Ivy League schools or law schools. That was a that was a fight. Progression was literally designed for men only during those times all right thank god times are shifted as a a a degree woman myself as someone who is pursuing a phd i am so grateful that i am in this time of life all right and i'm not sure if you've been following what the supreme court is trying to do with with governing abortions by overturning the Roe versus weight ruling but check this out the government has always And let me repeat, always has some control in what the female does and chooses as it pertains to her body, i.e. her reproductive system. This is not new, fam. Women had to fight and rally for birth control. And even before the birth control, they had to fight for the morning after pill. What the heck? We couldn't we couldn't even serve on a jury because we couldn't vote. We couldn't own a bank because we couldn't open an account. And here is one that's going to probably make you sip your beverage because it's going to it's going to it's going to piss you off. Yes, I said piss. Women could not file for a divorce because of domestic violence. My God, listen. All right. Let me breathe, guys. Let me breathe. Back in the day, honey, extramarital affair was pretty much the only possible way out. And I say possible because sometimes they still were not given a divorce, granted a divorce, if there was uh, infidelity in the in the marriage. So do you understand? My God, today, this list just goes on and on, guys. And I encourage you to do your own research. You would be surprised at how much the woman has had to fight to just be seen and heard. But thank God for evolution. Yes. And and I'm going to give you another wow factor. 
in the 19th century, because I, I am in psychology, that is my area. 19th century psychiatry used to label women when they had the, the desire or the drive for independence. You know what they labeled that? They labeled it as madness. Women were actually demonized and classified as crazy when they would speak out and fight for their rights as a woman. So fighting for independence and autonomy was literally looked upon on us as we are out of our freaking minds. Taking care of your man, taking care of those children, keeping that house clean, keeping those meals on the table, washing those clothes, folding them, ironing them, ironing them and pick, putting them away, making sure your man has breakfast before he goes to work. Those are the things that you were limited to. And anything beyond that meant you must be out of your mind, woman. I'm just shaking my head right now. I, I'm so bothered by, by these facts. I'm so bothered by these facts. And for those of you that know me personally, you're probably laughing at me right now, but it's all good. You understand my heart. Now, there are other types of gender biases, uh, gender bias barriers that women are still facing currently today. Thank God we've crossed those other huddles, hurdles that um, I just mentioned. But here are some of the most current. current. There are three. The equality in the workplace is still out there. The equal economic opportunities still out there and sexual and reproductive rights, as I just explained, still out there. Equality in the workplace. Women have to work harder to not even have equality, like just to to make enough. Like it's not right. It's not right. Men are getting promotions over women because they are men, not because they are better suited or better qualified. Um, Men are making more than women in the same positions across the country. So, you know, if I'm a, a, a male doctor, you are, f- and if you're a male doctor, I'm a female doctor, you're going to make more just because you're male. That has to shift. And sexual and reproductive rights, like, yo, come on. Women, why do we have to fight to, to make decisions for ourselves? Why does the government have to get, intervene with that. And don't worry, I'm going to do a podcast on abortions because um, I think it's, yeah, it's a hot topic. I'm going to hit it. I'm going to hit it up for y'all. You know, research shows that women's suffrage has greatly contributed to so many women's mental health issues, issues like depression, anxiety, and even PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress syndrome. So women, we have to do better with just building each other up because we're all that we have. And we got to stop placing these undue pressures on each other to be these wives or these, to, or to have a man or to do, when, have you, when are you going to have children? Like as, as simple as that sound, there's so much in it. It is it's such a load. Those are such loaded statements and questions. Let's learn to encourage each other to discover ourselves outside of those roles. Learn to be you before you trying to be a wife or a mother. Discover the beauty in your own autonomy. This is what's going to make you an amazing wife or mother. Know that so many women have fought for you to be an independent thinker, a successful woman, a powerful leader. Let's work on breaking the cycle of living under and, and being subservient to men and recognize that we were created to rule with men. This also requires breaking cultural and religious cycles. And please, please, 
Stop allowing these religious dog, this religious dogma to keep you silenced and suppressed as a woman. You know what I need to do? We, we need to have a discussion on what true submission is. That's what we need to do. And not just what men think submission is for a woman. We need to have a true discussion. I'm, I'm going to get to that one too. Oh my God, I need to write these things down. Women, you have within you the power to be whatever you choose to be, mama. You can own that business. You can get that degree. You can have that career. And... You can be married, happily married with some beautiful children. Can you imagine yourself just living unapologetically as a woman, fully embracing your freedom and enjoying your journey of life without all of the pressures to be anything but that? If you are struggling with imagining this for yourself, I do want you to contact me because I believe I can help you. Let's talk about your dreams. Let's talk about those desires. Let's talk about the, the dreams you've, you've quit on. And let's see how we can effectively get you re, jump-started, restarted, and on your journey of healing and self-discovery. Just go to my website, fam. You know where it is at IamReneeRoberts.com. Book that session. You don't always have to have a a, a a mental distress to to have to be coached. I I love coaching people into their self discovery, um, and I also want you to share this episode with another woman. Let that be your call to action for this episode. You know, I try to give you a call to action every episode. So find a woman to just share this with, because the more we empower each other, the stronger we become. The stronger we become, the more we are able to stand in our rights as women and bring balance in this male-dominating world. It's time to discover your voice, mama, and use it. And for the men who have been rooting for us and you've, you've happened to make it this far in this podcast episode, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting our freedom some of you really do want us to win, and we honor you for that. We thank you for that because you are salmon that are going upstream, and we applaud you for that. I hope this is spoken volumes to you all, and I would love to do some dialogue about this topic in our Facebook group. So what I'm going to try to do is post a series of questions throughout the week for our engagement. So be on the lookout for them. And guys, please, please, let's engage. That is the reason I created the group. All right, that's enough on that. I'm not going back. I love you, fam. <laughs> and my heart's desire is to see us thrive in every single area of our lives. We have the power to do it. So let's do it. Now go conquer your world. And until next time, have a great one, family.